The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside joining alongside me as always. I guess that's better English. Did you, did you forget English today? I think I did. It's Michelle Yu. Michelle, what's happening? Uh, so much. So much. Wow. I can't wait to hear about it. I'm just looking forward to it. I know there's so many people out there waiting for our show. And we have a great guest today. Michelle is going to do the interview on her own with uh, Jessica Pfeiffer, who I guess you could be consider her an owner because she does own horses, just not thoroughbreds. Yeah, well, she owns some that she rides, I think. Wow. Like, like, But she's also had an amazing journey uh, from... Uh, there was an amazing picture on Twitter the other day. Did you see that of her as a little kid yeah. following yeah. Uh, Sherry, her mom, who is an exercise rider and has been for Mike Mitchell and now uh, uh, I think married to Phil D'Amato, uh, trainer Phil D'Amato. And Phil has uh, uh, obviously brought up Jesse uh, alongside of Sherry. And now she is this has just been uh, one of the finalists for the Eclipse Award for Apprentice Jockey, which is amazing. Yes. Um, and not only that, but she also got invited to Saudi to ride in the jockey competition, the international jockey competition. That's great. So, uh, and um, so like I said, you know, normally I'm like so staunch about um, only having owners, owners on. Right. But we had our owner today had misscheduled, misaligned. So it was a no go. And our backup couldn't come in. And so I was trying to think of what we could do that was interesting. And I just think that it's a very cool thing to be honored. Um, yeah, it's a great and story. And I really, Michelle, when you talk to her, I really want you to dive in to her upbringing and being around the horses and working for Phil. And, you know, now that she's uh, lost her bug, she's, you know, listen, she's not as frequently hitting the winner's circle as she was you know last summer she won a race over the weekend i saw um but i you know i'd love to hear all about that i think you're going to do a great job thanks billy yeah so we have that coming up for you uh but in the meantime michelle let's talk about uh all the things or just three things that are happening in the world three of horse racing of no. you said you weren't gonna sing today oh well i mean i wasn't gonna like just saying, saying, I guess. Well, okay. So the first thing I want to bring up is that uh, Keeneland has said they're going to have a horses of racing sale that will follow the last race of the spring meet. So that is April 29th. Ooh. And they are going to move post time to accommodate for uh, the races and then the sale to begin. The deadline for the catalog is April 1st. So there's a long time away. But, you know, 
people that listen to the show, they're trying to buy horses. You can't always claim them. You can't always buy them privately. The Horses of Racing Age sale is a, a very unique way to buy, and they've done a great job with their stuff online. So you don't actually have to be at Keeneland right. to you know bid or buy. Um, and I think that there's going to be some probably good horses going through that ring. Yeah, I think uh, it's a great idea, Michelle, as you said, uh, for someone looking to get kind of instant action because a lot of those horses will be have will have just ran mm-hmm. or um, are getting ready to run or coming off uh, an injury of sorts that is now healed and they're breezing. So there's, there's so many opportunities there and uh, good lead time right now to get involved, get a bloodstock agent, get a vet, get someone you trust that can go ultimately look through the horses. And like you said... You don't have to be there. You can sit at home and watch replays of these horses, get their third graph sheets, get their ragazin sheets, look at their form, all kinds of stuff, and really be prepared for the sale, and you can bid online. So uh, I think that's a really, really cool cool idea to put it right after the races, too, because you'll have a crowd there. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that that's a smart thing to do for them. And I mean, you're at Keeneland, you walk right across, and I know... Maybe not last year, but the year before, they had horses that literally ran like that day, and they put them through the sale, and people bought them. Yeah, yeah, good idea, good idea. Okay, uh, so the second thing of note is that you know we've been talking about the Eclipse Awards and everything, but I do want to say um, we also have a claiming horse of the year. I don't know if everybody knows that or not, and it's not part of the Eclipse Awards. It's the NHBA puts, or NA, I'm sorry, National HBPA puts it on, okay. and uh, the claiming horse of the year ends up being Special Reserve. He was oh, a yeah. five-year-old gelding. He won two graded stakes, three stakes overall, and was second in a grade one. He ran fourth in the Breeders' Cup Sprint at Del Mar. I think so, the, and I think, I think it's Paradise the, Pete that owns the horse with Mike Maker. Yes, a, par- a Paradise Farm. Yeah, Paradise P and David uh, Stoudicher. Yeah, good for them. They they do a lot of good claims. Uh, Mike Maker obviously had an outstanding 2021, and uh, congratulations to Special Reserve. I made some money on them too at some Did point. Did you? Yeah. Very good. Well, yeah. I think that was very cool. So he gets a, a little nod there. So he was our second thing of no. Can we talk about the Eclipse Awards real quick while we're on that subject? Oh sure. Did you did you put your ballot in? I did. Yeah, and I think you po- did. You post it on Twitter or something, or did you talk about it? Is it public didn't... information? So I thought it was, but then I've been told that it's not. Um, but I do have my ballot. I have not posted it, but I'm I'm happy to share it. I've got no problems with what I voted, obviously. Who's horse? Can can I predict it? Sure. Okay. All right, horse of the year. Next go. Yeah, you have to do one, two, three. Did you know that? Yeah, I don't want to do one, two, three. Okay. I just want to uh, do one. Two-year-old. Uh, the Baffert horse. Corniche. Uh, uh, Corniche. Yeah. Two-year-old girls. Uh oh, the uh, Echo Zulu. Yeah. Oh, this should three-year-old. be like a, this should be like timed, like boop boop. It like can, I get can. one minute. Feel like me and you. All right, three-year-old boys. <laughs> oh, this is you. I have to think about. This is really tough. Because I know you love Medina Spirit so much, but I think you, and I know you love Hot Rod Charlie, nod to Big Bill Strauss. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say you said Essential Quality. No! Oh, no. Oh, Flightline. No. Charlie. Medina. Medina Spirit. Okay, I was right at the first, that was my Medina first guess. Medina Spirit be Essential Quality twice. Yeah. Medina Spirit be Older Horses, and he finished second in the Breeders' Cup Classic. He deserves... Three-year-old of the year. I knew you loved Medina Spirit. 
We all do. Yes. Okay. okay. I, I said that first, girl. by the way. I did say that first. Three-year-old girl. Three-year-old girl. I think they're called fillies. Um, yeah. Three-year-old girl. Okay. Um, wow. Malathot? Yes. Okay. I will say this, though. Going global was my second choice. Oh, that's good. Shout out uh, to uh, shout out our friends at uh, Michael Netwig uh, and uh, Saul Cumin mm-hmm. and Phil D'Amato. Okay, uh, this older male. Well, that's got to be Nick's go, right? Yeah, okay. older female. Latrushka. Easy male sprinter. Okay, this is tough because you have Flightline, Doctor Shivel, and the horse that. Uh, West, Aloha West. Aloha West won the so, Breeders' Cup. Am I right with those three? Those are my three. Um, yes. And okay. I put Flightline on top. Yeah, I was going to say Flightline, number one. And But Dr. Shivel did not even make the finalists. Oh. Jackie's Warrior got oh, in there. Oh, Jackie's Warrior. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Jackie's Warrior never beat older horses than Dr. Shivel did. That was yeah. my yeah. tipping point. All right. So um, I'm almost, I mean, I did say Mazina Spirit. I'm getting these pretty good. Okay. Female Sprinter. Gamine. No. CC. Yes. Okay. Uh, male turf horse. Male turf horse. This will be hard. I went foreign, foreign, then U.S. Okay, you went space blues. I went space blues second. Very Ooh, good. You went the other one. Yabir. Yes, yes Yabir. Yabir. Okay. Uh, female turf horse. Female turf horse. Oh, uh, loves only you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Second was Santa Barbara, and third was Going Global. Okay. By the way, my third male turf horse, I put Smooth Like Straight. Oh, that was good. Shout out to uh, he was super Mike consistent. McCarthy. Absolutely. Um, a, okay, steeplecha- steeplechase horse was the Mean Queen. Mean Queen. Okay, owner and breeder. Godolphin. Yep. Jockey. Ooh. Rosario? I put Irad over Rosario. Okay. All right, fair. Apprentice. Jessica Pfeiffer. Yes, I did. And then trainer. Cox. I did not. Um, all right, who, who'd you do? Asmussen. Asmussen. Well, of course, he you know set the all-time wins record. That makes sense. I put Asmussen over Michael McCarthy Ooh. over Chad Brown. You didn't give any props to Cox. I didn't. Interesting. Um, you know what I was looking at? Like, I feel like Brad gets a lot of, like, really good horses. And, you know, he produces with them, obviously. But I just appreciated um, that Steve wins $1,000 claiming races as often as he wins grade ones. Hey, right? it's I your mean, like, ballot. You could do whatever yeah, you want with it. I mean, we could talk he, We could talk till like, we're blue in the face about who should get what. They're just awards. Well, I feel like Steve deserved it. And, uh, you know, the way the way he runs his operation is great. And... I also thought Michael McCarthy deserved it because he doesn't have a, you know, massive multi-tiered stable like all these big names do. And he is coming out there doing things like winning the Breeders' Cup, you know, winning the Pegasus a year ago or two years ago, whatever. Um, You know, he's taking horses all over. He's shipping them. He's winning. He wins old, young, short, long, dirt, turf. You know, he just he's a good, well-rounded. He's a good trainer. I agree. So I put I him in. Not, I, I think that's a very valid point, uh, what you were making, Michelle. I think your your Eclipse ballot is, is very good. And uh, we'll see who wins. And, and interestingly enough, it's going to be at Santa Anita, right? Can anyone yes. go to that? Uh, if you want to buy a seat or a table, yeah. You can. You How can. do they do that? 
Um, so I know the TFC got an email. Uh, the NTRA is the one that does it, but uh, the seats are four twenty-five a person, I think, or like ten thousand for a table or something like that. I know. Or four thousand for a could table. Be, okay. If you want to go to the Eclipse Awards, are you going to go? Uh, yes. Are you? Do you have like a date or like? Are you working? Uh, maybe. Not, whoa! What is happening? All right. I don't know. <laughs> that sounded sneaky. I don't know if this is your third um, things of note. So if I ruin it, I'm really sorry. But I just happen to be looking up. Um, at the racing forum online, and I saw Flightline's itinerary. Possibly, did that was that not your third thing? Note, right? No. It says the next start options for Flightline include the Grade Two, two hundred thousand dollars San Carlos at seven furlongs on March fifth at San Anita, or the half a million dollar Essex Handicap, mile on the sixteenth on March nineteenth at Oakland Park. Hmm. John Sadler said, "The ball is in his court." Huh. Huh. Okay. Don't That's you think it's weird they're not going to send him foreign? No, I don't think okay. so. I think they want to. I mean, Costa, you know, look, he. Costa Ronas, who's been on our show many times. He's probably he's a, leading. a West Point horse. What? He's a West Point horse, though. Yeah, but he's. But I think Costa is the majority. I have a feeling. Okay. And I think. I don't know. Listen, what do I know? I haven't talked to anybody. Anything I say. I, I mean, mean, I think he wants sure. to see him run. If it's I mean, Costa, that horse stays in California because Costa loves California racing and that's what he supports. Exactly. Exactly. But with West Point and Summer Wind, I feel like they're a little bit more like, let's go for the the big. You know, Michelle, it's an interesting thing, uh, point that you bring up. And that's a, a decision that a lot of owners have to make. There's big money in these races. $1.5 million, $3 million, $2 million in these, the Saudi and Cup remember, and the Dubai World Cup. Remember, cost a million dollars. He's am, only made two hundred and fifty grand back, right? I like, understand that. I understand that, but I'm sure they've already worked on the deal for his breeding rights. You know, that is well over a million dollars, Michelle, probably, you know, could be eight figures for this horse. But I think my point is, here's my question to you. How do you risk reward the trip to a place like the Saudi or Dubai? Because usually those horses come back and they need like a, you know, what, two month break, three month break. And they sometimes they don't come back. This, the way they left. So you I go all the way there. Come back fine, especially with this horse, like hasn't run on any medication, right? Because right. he's running stakes. So like he, we know he runs medication free and with flight line because of whatever his issues are that he has his races. So spaced out. I don't feel like him needing two months off after he races is a big deal. They're going to build that in anyways. Right. Okay. Right? I, what if it was just a regular horse? Not a regular horse, but a horse that's eligible for one of those, and you're just like you're on the fringe. It's but you know what? When you think about it, when those horses, when they're older horses, right? And you say my end goal for the majority of these horses, right, is Breeders' Cup. Sure. And you work yourself backwards for Breeders' Cup. When you go to Saudi or Dubai in late February or late March, and you, got, you come you and time. you come back, you're April May. Well, then you still got all of summer to do whatever you need to do. Right. Like there's, you're not missing any. Can you name me a big, huge race that they're missing in April or May? I no. mean, the Santa Day Handicap would be the only one, right? right. Maybe. Yeah. That's, oh, that's March. Some that we that's don't March. Know. So they would miss it if they left. If they left after, they would. Yeah, miss I'm it. just. Yeah, no, it's just an interesting topic of conversation, and I think you hit it right on the head. Uh, what is the third thing of note, Michelle? The third thing of note is Baby Watch. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 
Full watch. Had his first Wait, baby. you know what's funny? Hold on, hold on, because I was talking and I didn't hear what you said. But it is funny that um, only in like Southern California, I don't think they do this in other places. But whenever there it rains like a half an inch, it's like Storm Watch 2022. <laughs> like that's what I feel like baby watch is for you. Right? Like baby a watch. Full patrol. Full patrol. Right, uh, go so Gunavera. Six-time grade one placed Gunavera, multiple grade two winner. Big fan. He had his first full, um, so very excited for him. He's standing in Florida at Pleasant Acres. Okay. And so he's got a little colt out of a mare named Brass Cat. Uh, Also, Authentic had his first I saw that. A colt born at TaylorMade. There you go, TaylorMade, getting it done. Uh, The winning mare streak of luck was uh the dam on that very first full by mm-hmm. authentic okay and the baby's cute he's really cute. all the babies are cute michelle yeah that's not true um <laughs> i'm gonna do one that's just called ugly full patrol we could do that and then game winner and maximum security also had oh. their first foals so the west's um, had the first full for maximum security, and the dam is named Pussyfoot. <laughs> Why is that funny, Michelle? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, it's a Philly. And then, don't Pussyfoot around, Billy. And then, uh, game winner also had a Philly out of a mare named Desire Street, and she was born at Mockmer Hall. Oh, very good. Our friend uh, Carrie Brogdon. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Michelle is going to come back with the interview for Jessica Pfeiffer. You guys all stay tuned for that. And then we will come back and wrap things up um, shortly thereafter. How's that, Michelle? Sounds great. All right. Be right back. Just want to remind you guys that Adelphi Racing Club is a club of like-minded people who enjoy horse racing. And, hey, it's the new year. It's going to be time to get into horse racing. Adelphi's founding partners have all owned horses and other partnerships and syndicates, as well as on their own. And the overachieving goal with Adelphi is to blend the benefits of solo ownership without the administrative hassle, along with the thrill of partnership experiences. Adelphi offers an interactive ownership experience with real-time access to their partners, trainers, bloodstock advisors, as well as other members of the team and they've got an exciting class of upcoming yearling prospects which are now available i have to say you guys get into it you're looking for a horse for the new year join the club check out matt m-a-t-t at adelphi racing.com a-d-e-l-p-h-i racing.com welcome back here to the owner's box michelle you joined now by eclipse award for best apprentice rider nominee Jessica Pfeiffer. Jess, thanks so much uh, for joining me here. And how's that for an introduction? Is that is that something that you can get used to? Yeah, that sounds really good. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we want to go back and talk about how you got into horses just in general. Um, yeah, so my biological father, his name is Roger. He was a jockey. And that's how my mom and him met is he was a jockey and my mom has been an exercise rider for probably over like 20 something years. Um, so I was practically born into it. And I remember my mom had me on a horse like maybe a week after I was born. So she kind of forced <laughs> me into it, but <laughs> but um, I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> um, and so just from then, it's just been an upward upward rise into the sport and 
um, with horses and yeah. So did you know from little kid, I wanted to be a jockey or was it just, oh, I want to ride horses? It was definitely, I just want to ride horses for the rest of my life. Um, I was in jumping and equestrian and my goal was to go to the Olympics for jumping. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, it, it takes a lot of money though, money that we didn't have. Um, those horses are pretty expensive and just being able to travel the country and do that is really expensive. Um, so I figured I would start working on the track when I could get a license at 16 and then I could make money for riding horses instead of spending it. (laughs) (laughs) That is very clever. I know that you went to school for poli sci and you thought about being a lawyer. At what point did that focus change from, I'm going to do, you know, something grown up in the real world, quote unquote, to, you know what, I'm going to be a jockey. Yeah. Um, when I was in school, I really loved school, actually. Like, I was full into it, um, really loved constitutional law and that kind of stuff. And honestly, I was riding in the mornings on the racetrack, so that was still a major part of my life. But it was kind of just, like, my family wanting me to do school so much. And I actually really liked it, so I kept going. Um, but I was also just waiting for that time where my dad said, okay, you can ride. Um, and when that finally happened, I'm like, sorry, school, you can, you can be put on the back burner. <laughs> um, what did that conversation go down like? It was so weird. I remember it like to this day, um, we were just at family dinner on Sunday night and I was talking about, I think my workers I had that day and my dad looked at me, Philip D'Amato, my stepdad, he looked at me and said, um, like something along the lines of you're not getting any younger. Like if you're going to ride, you better do it now. And I was like, I looked at him, I was like, what? You've never said anything like this to me before. What are you saying? And he was like, well, if you're going to ride, this is the time to ride. I'm like, okay, I'll ride. (laughs) Um, I was kind of just, kind of just waiting for his permission. What did your mom say? Since like you said, she's been an exercise rider forever. I mean, was she, excited did she ever want to be a jockey yeah she actually was a jockey I mean she rode a few races and stuff she was never full-time but um she really her argument was just wanting me to not regret not doing it right um she was like if you don't do it and later on in life you regret not being able to do it she was like that would hurt me so much so she was really for it but she's still and actually she and my stepdad Phil are my toughest uh critiquers i mean every ride i have i get a text from one of them <laughs> bad or good <laughs> it's usually bad <laughs> um, but they're they're really rough <laughs> so now they're fully into it and they support me 100 percent. how long did it take you from that moment from when phil's like you're not getting any younger till the time that mm-hmm. you rode your first race how long did you prepare for that to happen um, it was probably about a year or a little less than a year. Um, my dad had kind of told me when the right time was. Um, at one point it was like at Los Al and then it was, and then the pandemic happened and mm-hmm. the jockeys couldn't work on the backside. So then I couldn't do it then because I know I needed to be riding constantly in the mornings while I was riding in the afternoon. 
And because of the jockeys not being able to come on the backside, I picked up a lot of business that way, um, working right. the horses for the jockeys and getting more experience and working for different trainers. And I really I contribute that time to a lot of my success because I got around to different barns and um, Richard Mandela, number one, and really got a, a lot more experience with different trainers and different horses. And then I think after the pandemic happened and well, we're still in it, but um, after <laughs> the jockeys could come back, after the jockeys could come back to the backside, um, then my dad, it, it was just kind of waiting on a horse that he could put me on that the owners mm-hmm. would allow me to ride and finding the right horse. And then once that horse came along, um, that's what happened. So tell us about your first ride. Was it different? Tell, tell me what the difference was between imagining your first ride and then actually getting in the starting gate and going. Yeah, it was wild. I actually wasn't nervous until I got into the jocks room and I saw the silks on the wall. And that's when I started to get really nervous because I realized, like, this is real. Um, and then, I mean, going on the track, it was normal. I was just on a horse. And then I remember getting to the back of the gates and looking at the gates like we were walking up to the gates. And I had this thought in my head I was like oh no I shouldn't have done this this is not good I don't want to do this and then I'm like I can't get off right now like oh my god that would be the worst story ever if I just got off right now and said I didn't want to do it like my dad would kill me that would be um, the best so story like, and the worst story at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah so I just kind of like put that thought out of my head really fast we loaded in the gates and we're off and um, kind of everything escapes your mind when that happens. So um, it was a good experience for my first race. And I got home that night and said I wanted to do it again. So that's what happened. When you're riding the race, like you said, your mind's kind of clear. But looking back, can you compare it to riding in the mornings? Like, do you feel like riding in the mornings prepared you at all for being in an actual race scenario? Um, there's certain things, obviously, but nothing is like being in a natural race. Um, yeah, I think it's very different. And I heard a lot of people tell me before I started riding, like, you really can't teach someone to ride a race. They kind of just have to mm-hmm. do it. And that's totally true, I feel like. Um, there's nothing you can really teach going into a race. You kind of just have to do it and then figure it out from there. And it'll take years and years of learning how to really ride a race so well you're a little bit more than a year in right now and Mm -hmm. you've ridden 677 races that I counted I could have missed one or two here or there (laughs) what advice would you would you give to yourself like when you're behind the gate there you could go back and talk to yourself um I think I've learned that through the those mounts that sometimes you can think too much and really just using your best instincts and just riding is the best thing you can do because once you start studying and handicapping and thinking about other jockeys and what they're going to do and the other horses and what they're going to do, you kind of just stop riding. Like you start mm-hmm. thinking more than you are just using your first instinct and so I've I've learned to 
do that more, just ride, you know? You said no one can really teach you how to ride a race, but who's helped you the most? Is it Phil? Is it your mom? Is it a jock um, that's just helped you progress from, you know, first day I might want to get off to a finalist for an Eclipse Award? I would definitely say my dad, um, mm-hmm. Philip. Yeah, he's he's been, like I said, he's been my biggest critic. And after every race, he'll send me a text or send my mom a text, like, she rode so bad right there. What happened? <laughs> uh, and it, it gets worse than that. <laughs> um, but also, he knows how to trigger me. Like, if I ride a horse for him and we're going, he'll walk next to me all the way to the track and be like, don't let these boys mess you around or like be tough. You better get out of that gate first or I'm not going to ride you on any horse anymore. Like <laughs> he literally said that to me once. <laughs> um, so he knows how to trigger me and he knows how to make me tough. And that's probably the best thing that he's done for me. Um, but also he's one of the best handicappers of a race that I've never, that I've ever heard. Like he will tell you what's going to happen in a race before it happens. And that's exactly how it happens. Like he's, he's very smart in that respect. So he's taught me a lot. So sometimes when I'm interviewing him and he's like, yeah, I don't really know. He's lying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Got it. I'm going to tell him that. I'm like, Phil just told me you totally know what's going to happen. I don't know that again. What, how do you feel like like that you have, um, you've improved from day one to now? Um, there's lots of ways. Um, I think in the beginning it was more like thinking about everything, thinking about what I had to do, thinking about when I'm going to get my whip out or when I'm going to move. And right, Mm -hmm. um, or as, as you go on and as you learn and as you ride more races, it's more instinct or like, I need to get lower in the saddle. Well, now it's more like I don't have to think about it to do it. I kind of just Mm -hmm. have the instinct of doing it when I do it. And that's been something that's really improved. Um, But there's still a lot more to improve on. Like my races on the turf, I would say, aren't as good as my races on the dirt. And that's just a total, like, saving ground thing. I need to learn how to save Mm -hmm. ground more, Um, tuck in behind horses, that kind of thing. So there's a lot more to learn. Why did you choose to start and stay in California? I mean, knowing it's one of the toughest circuits out there, and I, I understand you have, like, family support, but it's still it's, – it's a hard place to be, especially for a woman. Yeah. Um, I've been really blessed because I've grown up here, and, like, I've known all of the trainers for forever. Um a lot of the owners, especially the ones who have horses with my dad, they're really like family to me and they want me to, to to succeed. And a lot of the trainers as well, I think, know me really well and want me to succeed. And so that was just an easier way of getting them to put me on a horse. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, family's here. I don't want to leave family and it's worked out really well for me. So I I don't see myself leaving. So here you are finishing up the year um, with an Eclipse Award nomination. I definitely want to talk about that, but I want to ask if you were surprised at how good you ended up being. Like, it might be nice to say, like, oh, I'm going to be a jockey, but then to have 
you know, stakes placings and four win days, um, which was a record, I believe, for a female apprentice in California. Were you like, holy crap, I'm better than I thought? Yeah, I definitely had no <laughs> intention <laughs> or expectation of this at all. Um, I mean, my first race, I didn't even use the whip. So <laughs> um, I just really, I I kind of set my goal as the Eclipse Award, which is kind of funny because when I set that, I was like, wow, that's never going to happen. I don't know why I'm setting that, but um, the Eclipse Award is just a really big thing for apprentices. Um, but when I set that, I had no, I had no even thought crossed my mind that that was going to be reachable. So for it to be reachable now is pretty incredible. Um, and I've really just had a lot of great support by my side. My agent, Brandon O'Brien, has been great. My family, the owners, trainers, um, people who work with the horses, really just like all the family, and they've really supported me. So I think that's a lot of um, my success as well. When did you find out that you got the nomination uh, for finalist for the Eclipse Awards? Uh, well, I knew they were going to be announced on TVG, I think it was last Monday. So we got it like a big group of our barn and got into my dad's office and turned it on TV and watched it. And <laughs> it was pretty cool. Like all the people from the barn were just shoved in the office and when my name came on, everyone was screaming. Um, so that oh, was that's cool. really cool. And yeah, just to have all those people around and, um, Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, do you have a dress picked out? I think so. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's one that I like I've only it. worn once. <laughs> yeah, I think it's already uh, hanging in the closet, separated from the rest of my clothes. <laughs> You're like this is in case I ever get nominated for an Eclipse Award. Be in very good shoes. Uh, <laughs> a couple of females have won before, and they went on to have big careers. Rosemary Holmeister and. Uh, Emma Jane Wilson, both winners of the Eclipse Award uh, for the Apprentice Rider. Also just got announced that you'll be heading over to Saudi Arabia to ride an international jockey challenge, not only representing the United States, but also on girl power teams because they uh, do the battle of the sexes yeah. a little bit over there. That had to have been a really cool opportunity. Yeah, when I got the invitation, I was stoked. It was such a cool opportunity. Um, it's a little nerve-wracking because I've never ridden with, like, I've ridden with 12 horse fields, but I've never ridden with a 14 horse field, which is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I've never ridden outside of California. So it's, like, a lot of new things coming at once, but it's really exciting. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just going to be an amaz amazing experience. Um, I've talked to, like, a few people, a few jockeys from here, Mike Smith being one of them that have gone over there and they've said you're you're gonna have a great time that they, they loved it so i'm super excited i'm gonna take my mom and we're gonna go for <laughs> they pay for like five nights so we're gonna go for five nights and kind of get the whole experience and it'll be fun that's exciting uh i'll see you over there i, I mm -hmm. what kind of yeah, <laughs> are you gonna do for like to ride there like you said bigger fields a uh, whole new circumference, uh, the layout of everything, riders from all over the the globe, and that's going to make it difficult in and of itself when you've only ridden in California, you ride with the same 20 guys all the time, and you kind of know, mm -hmm. oh, this guy might do this, so you're going to go into a whole new scenario on so many aspects. How do you prepare for that? 
Yeah, so um, actually Jose Ortiz was there this past weekend, and he was posting on his Instagram feed, like, how you could watch his races. And so I knew that I was going to go to Saudi, and I was watching all of his races there. So I kind of got to see, or I got to watch races, like, on that surface um, with those horses and with riders from the U.S. as well. So that was uh, good. I'm obviously going to watch some more races from there. And I kind of learned how they do it and how they come on the track and how they go to the gate and everything. Um, So that was a little bit of early prep. But also just – Huh? I just said exciting. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's exciting. (laughs) I'm getting, like, nervous just thinking about it right now. (laughs) The good news Um, is it's a whole month away. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, I also talked to Mike Smith about, like, riding there, and he says the horses are awesome and, um, like, how I need to – I'm more so worried about, like, getting prepared to go there, not ride there. More so, like, like, how do I take all my tack there – Who's going to take care of me there? Who's going to, how am I going to find the jocks room? Um, How am I, like, where do I weigh in? I'm more, like, already nervous about those little things rather than riding. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think, wasn't it, didn't Mike Smith get fined for not weighing in after a race? So you better make sure you, yeah, yeah. He told me, he told, yeah, he told me, even if I finish last, I better go and check in. I think he got fined like ten thousand dollars or something for not checking in after he yeah yeah. Oh, yeah lots of did. rules to follow. <laughs> All right, well, plenty of time yeah. to prepare, and we'll get your packing list together, and uh, maybe we'll be on the same flight yeah. out, so it'll be fun. Yeah. All right, so uh, I've kept you beyond my promise a lot of time and it is late just spent the whole day today snowboarding and doing cool things uh while I sat yeah. home patiently I'm waiting for so <laughs> I very much appreciate you joining me for this show and best of luck not only in the races but of course in the Eclipse Awards I voted for you on top so hopefully you get that nod and we'll be opening an envelope Aww. with your name on the inside oh thank you Michelle <laughs> All right, guys, that was Jessica Pfeiffer, and we'll be right back after a quick timeout. Perfect. Yay. That was great, Jess. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. See you tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Bye. Looking for a good stallion in 2022 for your mare? How about well, this? yes, I am. I knew you always are, Michelle. But how about this roster at TaylorMade Steins? Are you ready for this, Michelle? I'm ready. Instagrand, remember him? Oh, yeah. Instilled Regard, grade one winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight Storm, one of our favorite horses, obviously. Mm-hmm. Michawish, uh, Not This Time, who every time I look up, it seems like Not This Time has a win. Do you agree with that? Yes. He's the, he's the leading second drop. Epicenter this week uh, in a stake on right. Sunday at the fairgrounds. And how about new to TaylorMade in 2022? They have Nick's Go. All he did was win the Breeders' Cup Classic and probably be Horse of the Year. And I think this is one of your favorite horses, Tacitus. Remember Tacitus? Oh, Tacitus. Yes. You love Tacitus. <laughs> this is all at TaylorMade Stallions. Call Travis White today and get your mare to TaylorMade. And we're back. Michelle, um, I'm very proud of you. Me? Yeah. Well, the interview was great. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, I thought it was uh, very thought provoking. I think really got into her, you know, the history and and that means a lot, especially in this game where um, it's not like Jesse just uh, was walking down the street one day and said, "I'm going to be a jockey." Which we've had jockeys do that to right. success also. I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's just a different thing. And just right. the history of, of how she was brought up and the fact that she loves these horses and that people were giving her opportunities. I think is really it's a great story, and I really, I'm really i pulling for her. And I, think, I, I actually think if she is able to win the Eclipse Award, that it might be the loudest roar in the room. You know what I <laughs> you mean? You might be or she would be. So, say again? You might be the loudest roar? No, I mean, I well, if I'm there, I will be. But I'm saying I think the crowd will go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if right. she wins. Like, more than, uh, say, Nick's go. Right. Okay. So, fair, um, fair. Local crowd. So, we'll be supporting That's her. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, gr- congratulations. Great job. And um, that's really it. What else do we have? What's coming up at Santa Anita this weekend? Just want to let you guys know coming up at Santa Anita, um, we do have racing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've got the Charity First Handicapping Contest. We've got free Fridays and drink specials on, obviously, Friday. <laughs> Both days of the weekend, we have the $40 Handicapping Contest, which we do every weekend almost, or many weekends, and I highly recommend getting into it. It's cheap, and it's easy, and it's fun. Um, yeah, and- those are good. Yeah, so I think they're really cool. Saturday, our feature is the Clockers Corner Stakes uh, for horses coming down the hill. And no no stakes feature on Sunday. Okay. All right. Well, it should be another great weekend. At the Are great... you running a horse in the Clockers Corner? I'm not. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Don't have to run into you. No. You get a, you avoid the beer can. No, well, it's for horses which have not won a graded stake in twenty one or twenty two. Oh, I can run anyway. Oh no, I could have run. Damn. Well, well, I thought you got put up. Well, we haven't yet. There's a there's a the the uh, trial uh, the trial. I don't even know what it is. Is on the tw- <laughs> January twenty seventh. It's only been four months. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Oh, um, okay. All right. Well, we are uh, thrilled that we're part of the In the Money uh, Media Network. Uh, if you want to more information about horse ownership, you can email me, Billy at LittleRedFeather.com. Uh, look us up on Twitter at Own a Horse, at the Michelle U, at BKLRF. And um, we really enjoy. Thank you to Jessica Pfeiffer. Thank you to all of our sponsors, TaylorMade and uh, Delphi Racing Club. And um, who else, Michelle? Who am I missing? Santa Anita, Del Mar. Taylor Let's get a bunch. I said TaylorMade, didn't I? I didn't hear it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we need more sponsors. So if you're interested in sponsoring the show, uh, let us know. <laughs> yeah, please I mean, do. Was that, was that frank enough, Michelle? I, I, wanna, I have some great ideas for future sponsors. So All if right. you want to hear some of these ideas, let us know. All right. Call us up. We really appreciate you listening. Somebody and sponsor three things of note. We, we will be back next week with another uh, great guest. Michelle, great job with Jesse. And uh, we'll talk next week. Sounds good. All right.